Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Episode 5 of the Weekly LFC Review Show. Today we'll go through discussions such as the Bournemouth reaction, Luis Diaz's importance to the Liverpool side, the Real Madrid reaction, the substitutions, and Big Ebu being back on the side. Yes, so it's me, Dom. And it's me, Chris. So let's get going. Okay, uh, we've recorded this after the Real Madrid game. So what you'll get is two depressed grown adults um, talking about a depressing week. <laughs> so if you're listening, try and do something positive afterwards. We'll try and finish on a positive note. Um, let's start with Bournemouth, Chris. I don't want to speak too much about this. I don't even want to spend five minutes on it. For me, after United, I completely expected this, as much as obviously we'd try not to say that in predictions. But it was just typical, wasn't it? We go out and smash United, then we go and we get beat by Bournemouth away. It's just a typical Liverpool side, and it's typical of this season, isn't it? It is, unfortunately. Um it's, it's like Liverpool from the 90s, <laughs> to be fair. I, I text you that the weekends, beating all the big teams and dropping points to the the teams you should be getting points off, to be honest with you. I mean, in the end, I just took a draw, which is horrific against the Bournemouth team who've conceded something like 50 goals or whatever. But that's where we're at the moment. We, we just have no consistency. So, do you know, in the first half, again, the first 20 minutes, I thought we were bright. I thought we were in control. And then it feels like because we never scored they sort of got a little bit of belief and it looked like we then didn't have a clue what to do. And Bournemouth started piling the pressure on and we did look vulnerable at times. Don't get me wrong, they didn't pull up any trees, Bournemouth, I don't think they're a great side either, but we let them win that game basically in the end, we were shit. Um, Philip Billing, we made them look like a, an absolute steam train in the field. To lose 1-0 was disappointing, but it's one of them games, isn't it, where if Salah scores that pen, we're probably winning that three or four one. That's that's just how it was going, and he doesn't miss often. It's do you just draw a line through that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can't really knock someone for missing the penalty. To be fair, he did it against there uh, was it Leicester last season? It was on target though. It was on target. To be fair, um, but it was one of them games. We, it was never going to go our way. The penalty miss, the uh, Van Dijk header from what three yards out, and I think they were the only two. Half decent chances we, we had to be fair and fair play to Bournemouth, they defended well, but I just don't think we created anything near enough against a poor team, in my opinion. I'm with you, I'm with you, and it's just it's it's just painful to say, isn't it? It's like you go from the highest highs of Liverpool supporter to the lowest low, don't you? Yeah, I I just couldn't accept it, but I, I also felt like afterwards I was saying that was so obvious, that was that was inevitable, and it's mad saying that, isn't it? It, it is, but. I'm with you. It was. It was. It's just the inconsistency this season. We we will beat we beat City one. Okay, it wasn't the greatest game, but we beat them one 0 Beat United seven 0 and we've lost to some pretty average Wolves Wolves away three 0 They'd only scored twelve goals at that point all season. That's just where we are. Um, it's a massive summer for Klopp and the team. To be fair, I'm really concerned with the summer. Thinking, all right, if the top four is not there. Um, that's a concern anyway. Liverpool Football Club has the pulling power for anyone to sign for this team. What worries me is how many we actually need. Okay, so, well, let's move on to a positive. Luis Diaz is back in training. 
what I had to give for Lewis Diaz to be on that pitch tonight, by the way, for a bit of in, bit of life. But let's not talk about that match. We'll come to it. He could play a massive part in the next two or three months at this top four challenge. But also, I've looked at Jota the last few games and he looks a shadow of the player he was before his injury. And it worries me that we might actually put too much pressure on Diaz to come back into the side. Yeah, and I think I mentioned in the last few weeks, I'd rather him, if we're not going to get top four, not risk him personally. Nunes was playing decent enough on the left. Uh, I wouldn't have took him off tonight personally, but... Yeah, I think Diaz coming back is a massive plus. We just can't put that much pressure on him to think you've got to get us into top four now. But I agree with you, Jota. If you could lose a player in the summer, for me, it's Jota. Uh, he, he is a shadow of his former self. And... What do you put this down to? I know, obviously, lack of game time. That's that's the obvious point, isn't it? We all know that that's, that's a big thing. He hasn't played for four months, things like that. But it's not only he looks rusty. He actually isn't doing anything that's influencing the game. Now, let's let's not beat around the bush here and let's not point any fingers, but he's never been a game changer, but he scored really good goals. He's always been in the right place and stuff like that. And maybe the rust will disappear and it will, you know, it will come good, hopefully. But his performances have concerned me. He looks a shadow of himself, but again, a run of games, it might change that. But what do you think? I think. He's coming into a team, obviously, back off the back of an injury, and he's it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So the, the players on as a collective. I mean, bar the Man United game where just everything clicked, he's coming to a team where we are getting beat to the likes of Bournemouth, and so I don't necessarily want to dig him out sort of thing. But yeah, yeah for me, his performance levels haven't been good enough. Um, you know, you see Bobby off the bench, and at least he, he has a bit of influence. He's he's not having any influence. He's not doing much to do anything on the pitch to be honest with you hopefully in a few weeks we can say that that's changed because of game time but you know i am i am concerned by it but you know let's let's cross that bridge when it comes to it yeah um right i'm gonna go with ebu first before real canate being back for the real madrid game it was a massive difference uh let's not talk about the game we'll go into it but just having him back on that side, if, if you'd have put him in that first leg, given the performances he can put in ahead of Joe Gomez, we might have been looking at a different story going into the Real Madrid second leg, mightn't we? I know that's shoulda, woulda, coulda, things like that, but the confidence he gives you, it's brilliant. It is, and it co- his return coincides with about five clean sheets on the bounce, etc. I mean, what he wasn't a foul for the Bournemouth goal. To be honest, have nothing to do with his side, but yeah, I think he's got he's a massive player for us at the minute. Uh, he covers Trent an awful lot as well, to be honest, yeah. um, especially against pacey wingers because he has got he's got that yard as well. But for me, Van Dyke's the issue on the left side. He's not doing enough for me. No. You know, he he he's covering Van Dyke. As a younger player, he shouldn't really be doing that. Van Dyke's very very lackadaisical at the minute. Even tonight's game. He wasn't throwing into tackles. He wasn't doing any. He was. We haven't mentioned it, but the Bournemouth goal, the first goal, that sort of sums up where Van Dijk's at for me. He's got this aura about him, hasn't he? Where he's always had it, and defenders, I mean, sorry, wingers and forwards have been scared to attack him. However, that seems to be rubbing off now, and wingers and forwards aren't scared of Van Dijk anymore. They will run at him because they know he will dive in. So if you can beat him. You've beaten. Yeah, his recovery is great. We know that. 
at the sorry the goal for Bournemouth. I thought it was absolutely piss poor from Van Dijk, and I feel like just because it's Virgil Van Dijk, he fucking got away with murder that night. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, uh, and it's not it's not been the first time. I don't know. It's like he's playing within himself. Uh, I don't want to get injured. You know, which might be in the forefront of his mind. He admitted the other week that he shouldn't have come back. He probably shouldn't have gone to the World Cup. He should have took some time out after the World Cup, at least, to say, mm. give me a few games out. Obviously, we were desperate for him to have him back because we needed him because we were conceding goals left, right and centre. Yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like he's playing within himself. And the goal, it sort of epitomised him and Arnold in one go. You know, Arnold just literally ran off billing. How you can lose a player eight yards out when you're facing them is beyond me, but it just sums up where both of them players are at at this current moment in time. Let's move on to Real Madrid. Um, I'll give my view on this game and then feel free to argue with any of my points. So going into the game, the lineup I was happy with, I personally would have rather Bobby started than Jota, just because of the way I've seen Jota start, uh, or play it, let's say. Uh, but again, Bobby's in the same boat, just only come back, things like that. So it, could, it could have been either or, couldn't it? Um, but when I seen the lineup, I was quite like, hmm, okay, yeah, he's going for it, happy days. We both we were messaging saying, yeah, he's going for it, let's, let's have it. And I was proper up for it. Now I knew Real Madrid were going to nullify us. We spoke about this on the part last week. They were always going to nullify us. What I was concerned by was the lack of belief going into the game from the players because there was moments in the game where we had chances and they looked scared. They looked scared to get at people. They looked nervous about finishing. They weren't doing them usual runs where they feel like they can beat someone. Salah was in a few times and he... To be fair to Salah, he didn't have the best of games tonight and he did have chances himself, so you can't blame anything else. I just felt like you get a goal there, you never know what can happen and that goal just didn't really feel like it was going to come, did it? It didn't. I mean, for me, the move in the second half where Elliot squared it to Rabo summed that performance up. I mean, even Klopp screamed, it. you got nothing to lose there, but we're already losing it, we're not going to go through but that that sort of hit the, the performance and summed it up in one go was that was that when he could have went down as well yeah but for me he's got to hit it from there from well, 12 yards out 16 yards out but he squared it and even then it wasn't a great ball to rub out to be no. fair yeah that, that just summed our, our game up it was we limped out of the champions league in a way i thought we started brightly uh nunes had that chance uh, where salah squared it off to him Apart from me, I think Jota missed it one, didn't he? Uh, But apart from that, we weren't creating much, to be fair. And that June, Vinicius Junior, always looked like he he had the legs on Arnold every single time. That's what I said to you before. Canate was covering a lot for Arnold. And I get it because obviously we had to go forward. We had to try and do something. But it didn't ever look like it was going to materialise. No, but you know what the Vinicius one? He's unbelievable, isn't he? He's, he's a top, top class winger. Now, Trent's going to get a lot of compilations made up. He's going to get a lot of shit online. He's going to get a lot of stick of not being able to defend and that. I think when you've got a winger that good in that in that vein of form, I don't really think anyone could have really come up 1v1 against him, to be honest with you. So I don't really want to criticise him too much. 
Kanata, he was good in behind covering him. Yeah, he was, and he did block him out a few times when he squared up with Trent. Though that turn of pace he's got is lightning. Yeah, I mean most fullbacks wouldn't wouldn't cope with the form that Finnicus is in. As I say, we just we lost it in midfield. I mean, playing Milner and Fabinho against what two of the greatest ever midfielders in Modric and Cruz, and obviously that Camavinga looks he does look a player to be fair. Energy, decent pass on that shot which Allison saved. The, the midfield dominated us, and we we just never get it out. It just pinned us right back. I didn't get the Jota position. I don't I don't know where he was supposed to be playing. He didn't look comfortable, and neither did Gakpo. They didn't. They sort of looked like they were in each other's way at times, and yeah, they didn't like, really know where one was meant to be. Exactly. For me, if you play Firmino, at least he can drop in and make a three, mm. and then obviously he's clever enough and skillful enough to sort of get out of little holes and start the attacks off. But for me, Jota didn't know what he was doing there, and that's not a slant on him. It's obviously they probably never played that formation before anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just felt we never got out of first gear because Real Madrid didn't let us personally. You know, they're clever as well. They were just nicking little fouls. Like that Nacho was just screaming mm. every time he went down. You know, Salah stood on his little toe and he's taking his boots off and flying and kind of the same on the other wing. So I just think they were, they were clever enough just to break the game up at the good times. Uh, when we were going forward, let's just get the ball, break it up. And to be enough, not enough front. Uh, Rudiger had probably one of his easiest games. Oh mate, that do you know what? I can't stand him either. I cannot bear him. He's not. He's probably one of them centre halves where if you add him, you'd be made up. He's a bit like yeah. he, he's not your natural centre back. He's no. a fucking lunatic, and he's probably going to get a couple of red cards along the way. Yeah. Um, he's perfect replacement for Ramos, isn't he? Let's be yeah. true. <laughs> he's, he's a loose. He's a loose cannon. I thought the tackle he done on Nunes was just called for. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it was rash, it was weird. It, it wasn't a football tackle, it was just jumped and I don't know where to yeah. foul. Okay, he got the ball. But to jump off the floor like that, mate, it's just bizarre. Courtois was just there again, weren't he? He was, and but to be fair, Alisson pulled off what three three really good saves as well. Um, I mean their goal was obviously massive bit of luck in there. You know, Van Dyke did well for that personally and then He's on the floor and he just flicks it over in a way anyway. We were never going to score three from that point, but it was disappointing. I thought we just probably deserved a nil-nil draw in all honesty. But Yeah, the pass on that, um, Vinicius done on the floor to Benzema. We struggled to do that through the game and he's doing it on the fucking on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's it. But that, again, you know, the luck was a bit on their side and, you know, fair play to them. You know, they Listen. might go on and win it. 14 times champions of the European Cup, they are. Yeah. They're no slouches, mate. And I know times have changed, but the midfield feels like it wins every game against us. It's just dominant, experienced, clever, yeah. legendary, in my opinion, as well. Cruz yeah. and Modric with Casemiro win before Kamavinga. Yeah. It's, it, you, can't, you can't come up against it. Now, no matter what age they are, they're the type of players that they can be 38, 39 in the sentiment because they're so clever. Exactly. If you watch, just watch Modric all game and he just finds little pockets and he doesn't need the pace. He's just got the intelligence there just to pick his part. He plays the game in his pace. Mm. So he makes everyone else play in his pace because he's that good. And again, Cruz, he just 
he goes unnoticed, to be fair. Yeah. He's like, Modric gets all applauded, and Cruz is just there. But Cruz is a phenomenal player, to be fair. I can't believe Bayern Munich even thought of selling him, but that's where we are. And um, yeah, to me, that's where they won the game or won the tie, really. That, that midfield yeah. was too clever for us. Yeah, but I think with Milner and Fabinho, I, I don't think we have much choice, in all fairness, for the sentiment. Um, obviously, Henderson was ill. Chetic injured. Keita, he clearly doesn't trust because he would have been playing. Now, Keita might have been a bit more positive with the ball. He might have done a few more runs, but there's a clear lack of trust in that relationship between himself and Klopp and the coaching staff. I'm going to talk about the substitutions because it's not only tonight. I feel like for a good while now, the subs have changed games in a negative way for us. Uh, They've had a poor impact. Maybe Bobby's was off the bench against United, but we're already 5 or 4 nil up at this point. So, yeah. Um, subs. So, you're three goals down, 5-2. Why bring Nunes off? Like I said to you, I think it was because of his persistent foul. And Klopp lost his shit with him a few times from the touchline, you could see. Um, but the only threat we really had was in behind. And other than Salah, you haven't got that threat once he's off the pitch, Nunes. So, why bring him off? I agreed. Um, I literally was was texting my brothers and was like, "That that that's just a, it's like he's just going for the nil nil now. We're not going to win this game. Let's just get Nunes. We'll rest him for the weekend or whatever the next weekend. Just uh, sort of the game's over. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I would never have took him off. The one positive I thought Chamberlain looked alright when he came on. At least Klopp showed a bit of faith playing him. Uh, I don't think it's sort of his fault that he's going it's just the injuries have racked up and he mm-hmm. he can't get a run of games uh, and obviously the contract he's probably on what one 110 120 a week so he can't afford to just play a player for six seven games a season on that sort of wage especially at liverpool but i thought he, he was quite bright when he come on to be honest why couldn't he just start them at least he had that energy in midfield you know is he not fit enough to start games or does he not trust them enough to start games uh, i don't get me wrong Miller didn't really do anything wrong narrative Fabinho but they just they got out thought I thought instead of Jotty he could have even played Oxlade who at least has got a bit of pace about him to break the lines but it feels like Nunes is the easy target for the subs though doesn't it now it's been quite a few times now and it's getting a little bit alarming for me that brings him off 55-60 minutes in when you're either not winning a game or you're drawing you're behind whatever it is again I am puzzled by that does he not believe he can go on and win the game for us? Does he not believe that he can change the game for us? I, for me, I prefer the unpredictability of Nunes on the pitch. You know, Bobby was coming on regardless, but to take Nunes off felt like a bit of a, I don't know, it just killed the game again. It's happened a few times now. It's, this isn't the first time. It's not, but why isn't he taking, say, Salah off? Because Salah wasn't, you know, effective. So, you know, if he's not if he's not impacting the game, for me, Nunes was having more of an impact than Salah to take Salah off. I wouldn't have took harder off, personally, because they are the type of players, as you say, you can just get a goal out and off and or, or influence a game. But, I mean, I'd have took Jotter off half-time, personally. Uh, yeah. though he wasn't doing anything in that first half. And again, I'm not slagging him. He, he didn't look comfortable where he was playing him. I get why, because obviously we had to sort of go for it using the formation, but it just didn't work. I just feel, I feel really different. Do you know what? We, we were three goals down from Anfield. We all sort of knew it was an uphill task, but I just sort of, 
I just expected a little bit more, like not even a win. Not sorry, not even a qualification. I just expected more of a fight and more of a more of a go. You know, it just I just felt like when you sort of want the momentum, the substitutions need to be bang on it. And don't get yeah. me wrong, our bench isn't stunning, but then you bring in Timikas on five minutes to go. You bring in Carvalho on thirty seconds to go. Yeah. Is this just go and enjoy the Bernabeu? You I know, suppose at, at that stage it probably was, to be yeah. fair, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's subs. I mean, why bring Simicus on full stop? I mean, there was no point. Robbo weren't particularly. Nothing was going down inside. To be quite truthful, it, it was all down, down Trent's side. And it's not a game, not, not having a go to Trent. Everything was going through Vinicius, and why not? He's probably one of the best left wingers in the world of football, as, as mm-hmm. we are right now. For me, we just limped out. There was no, let's just go for it. You know, if you get beat two or three, fine, but just go That's for it, it and, you know, put put them under pressure. But at no point, I thought, we sustained. I think we had two corners running in the first half. That was about the most pressure we put on them. Uh, and the Nunez shot probably were, were caused a lot. I don't even think it was, personally, I don't think it was going in, but that was about it. It was, there wasn't nothing else there. And it felt like it was a trainer match for Real Madrid at the times, though. Um Camavinga looks like a Rolls Royce next to Cruz and Modric. I mean, I probably want to be fair because they're that good. <laughs> but yeah, it just it just felt very easy, and I I didn't even feel like they got out of first gear, which is scary, by the way, because we gave them a game not so long ago in the final. But yeah, it just felt like we were miles apart again from their level. Yeah, me too. And. Um... You know, look at their substitutions as well. Rodrigo coming off. I mean, did Tishmany even come off the bench? I didn't see. You that. know, and he's at £80 million. Pounds. You know, obviously, we tried to get him as well. Um, so they've, they've got their, their substitutions or their plays, their bench was much stronger than ours. And, and, you know, it showed that. I turned off. I can't even remember what point I turned off. I got just, I was just completely pissed off in the end. And it was taken over my life and the night. So I'm deflated like fuck. Um, I don't even know what Klopp said. I don't know what any of the players have said. Um, it's FA Cup weekend, another trophy. We're not in the home four, which is painful. And we've got a two-week break before we play Man City away. City went out and smashed Leipzig last night. Haaland getting five. De Bruyne running the show as per usual. All we can really hope for is one of them getting injured. <laughs> no. It's gonna be. We know, we know what's gonna happen, don't we? We're gonna turn up against City. Exactly, and that's what we're, it's back to the nineties. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll turn up against all the big teams, and it wouldn't surprise me if we got a win at City. It really no. wouldn't. And then I think Arsenal after that is there. We've got like Arsenal, Chelsea, City, or, or something in a row. Play. I think it's Burnley in the FA Cup, I think, this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then they've got, the, obviously, the international break, and then they play us. If we beat City, I wouldn't be shocked. No, not at all. It's just, but... we're just, again, not consistent enough that if we get top four, it's because teams like Spurs are going to bottle it and Newcastle, not because we're going to be... Uh, the other season, I think, as I say to you the other week, we won eight out of ten in the last ten games. And obviously that got us over the line, but I, I, I don't see don't that. See no, same. I just don't see that level of, I wouldn't say level of consistency. I just don't see that hunger in the players' eyes. Or no. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just down. I'm downbeat. I'm really downbeat. Considering the position I was in last week to now, it's just like oh, we're here again. Top four is massive. We have got 
no choice other than to fight for that top four now there's there's literally there's not an else you can even put into this conversation to say there's an excuse for it because fingers crossed the fully fit squad for city yeah i mean we've got what 12 12 games to go or 11 Mm. games uh, as you said, positive. Diaz will have two more extra weeks of training as long as Colombia don't call him up. I don't think Klopp would allow that. No um, but yeah, so, you know, Jota getting back fully fit. I mean, you know, getting that extra bit of fitness. Obviously, Henderson and I don't think, I think Batstitch, that's him for the season for me. If it's an abductor again, why would Klopp risk an 18-year-old? He shouldn't be relying on an 18-year-old in midfield, in my opinion. Thiago possibly could be back after the uh, international break. So Forget it, about him. It's, it's sort of come at a good time for us because we are on a down. It gives Klopp two weeks to right, go away with the internationals, come back, have a few days training, and let's refresh and hopefully win the four or five on the bounce again and then I, I, I do think if we could do that we would propels into the top four because I think Spurs and Newcastle are, are stumbling a little bit personally uh, and we've still got Spurs to play haven't we yeah I really wish Margaret was on the stair left right now <laughs> I can go on it if you want <laughs> oh, go on go on go on no do no. no go on do go on and join in next time to see if Chris did go on the Sponsored by Stenner. Okay, we'll leave it there because I'm going to, I don't know, I'm just absolutely personally drained. I'm drained. Uh, I'm just gutted, to be honest with you. I just, I love Champions League football. I love seeing Liverpool in the Champions League. I love seeing who you're going to get next in the draw. And yeah. it pains me to say it, but I put Real Madrid and Man City favourites now. So, I don't know, uh, you can't discount Bayern. I know, but... Never discount the Germans. I mean, if they get Man City, happy days. But for now, a la Madrid. <laughs> I think Madrid will get City next round, personally. Which will be some tie, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel drained after watching it. It was just disappointing. Oh, yeah. No, because... Why I didn't ever expect us to go there and to win 3-0. No. Or 4-0, we really needed, didn't we? No, I never... And I agree, I agree with what you're saying. I never felt like it was we were going to go there and get that. Obviously, we said on the previous week, so let's forget about that. Um, but yeah, I never felt like we were going to go there and smash them. I didn't think we were going to fall without reply. But I just wanted a bit more. That, yeah. That's what's that's what's frustrating. I'm frustrated, drained at the same time, because I'm thinking, yeah. just fucking go for it. You've put yeah. your team, you've set it up to go for it. Then why aren't the players going for it? What, have you, what, what is missing? What's missing? Like, surely the last word out of Klopp is leave everything on that pitch, yeah. I'd like to think. But they never? No. It, it's. I mean, it's who, who you're playing as well. I mean, Real Madrid, you know what I mean? So they don't let you get that, that stronghold in the game. Mm. Uh, again, what we're saying is they're midfield, clever. They had the, the full-backs literally rolling around on the floor every little nick. It's clever. It just breaks the game up, and we just could not get that momentum going. And that's big. It sort of shows where we're at and where they're at, doesn't it? So, yeah, their core of that team is their midfield, and without that core, they probably would be in a shitty situation the way we are. Now, if anything, if this, if these games say anything, and regardless of Henderson, Bajetic, Cater, Thiago being fit. 
we need that midfield sorting in the summer and there is yeah. no argument um there's no excuse no. it's got to be done isn't it so let's come back hopefully after the break and have a good chat about a good win against man city because yeah. we're having a break now between that guys because my editing is becoming tiresome <laughs> you better stay left out though. I know. I'm, there I'm coming round and going on it. Um, right, okay. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you're not too depressed. You probably turned off 15 minutes in because me and Chris were crying. But yeah, um, thanks for listening. And Chris, we'll speak after the international break on one of these. Yep, not a problem. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod.